Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Reflecting on this, I decided to follow her advice, and I noticed profound changes in my own dogs. Enhanced energy, healthier skin, and an overall younger demeanor. It's truly heartwarming to see them so vibrant and full of life. Go to badlandsfood.com slash hometown and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash hometown. The Cherokee do not believe in signatures. Who can blame them? In 1763, the British signed a proclamation preventing white colonization west of the Appalachian Divide. It happened anyway. In 1785, the United States government signed the Treaty of Hopewell, ensuring that no more U.S. citizens would settle on Cherokee land. They did it anyway. In 1835, the U.S. signed another treaty guaranteeing Cherokee land would never be claimed by any territory or state. A few short years later, all that land belonged to the United States. In all, the Cherokee people have been involved in over 40 treaties with white settlers. Not all of them were broken, but by the time they signed the last one, in 1868, this once mighty tribe had been harassed and persecuted nearly beyond recognition. They had walked the Trail of Tears and ceded a million square miles of land, roughly the equivalent of all 28 American states east of the Mississippi. And in that century that followed, they would be exiled from their culture even their language, as they had been from their land. I learned about the signature thing at the front desk of the Museum of the Cherokee Indian in Cherokee, North Carolina, when I asked for a pen to sign my credit card receipt. This lack of interest in my signature struck me as odd. The reason for it didn't occur to me until I'd finished my tour. Today, the population of this once powerful tribe has diminished, and the number of speakers of the Cherokee language has dwindled at an astonishing rate. In the entire world, there are less than 1,500 fluent speakers. Of the three traditional dialects, the local dialect is already extinct. The eastern dialect spoken in North Carolina, known as the middle dialect, is down to 150 fluent speakers. You're about to hear from one of them. His name is John John, and at the beginning of our time together, I invited him to lead our conversation in whichever direction he thought would be most beneficial to our team and our listeners. Okay. 
I got thrown out of a bar in New York City. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that was a reference to the comedian Tater Salad, also known as Ron White. I wanted to include that little soundbite just to give you a feel for John John's personality. He's funny, lighthearted, but also full of insight and wise to the long history of injustices that have plagued his people. We loved our time with him. He was patient, thoughtful, and I want to do him justice here to the degree that this is possible. So I'll let him introduce himself for real this time. Show. The old zoo. Hiya, Johnny, Johnny, Grant Jr., dog with Dalton. Why, oh, he get e, I need ye do. Oh, stick a Dante, Nagad, Ania, we are go he ega. And for those of y'all that do not speak one of the original languages of this continent, I will translate to this foreign language English so that you guys can understand me. I said, hello, how are you? My name is John John Grant Jr. And I come to you from the Wolf Town section of the Mother Town. And also said that it's good to see y'all here today. I asked John John how far back the Cherokee tribe traced their history in North America. Well, the archaeologists and anthropologists, they would have everybody believe that we came across an ice bridge from Siberia on into what's now called North and South America. But who knows what it'll be called next year. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, our elders, our language, our stories, everything that is connected to our culture suggests that we were always here. And science, they have this word that they use a lot called a hypothesis. So what that is is just an educated guess but it is still a guess. So when they talk about the indigenous peoples from here, they try every which way to, I guess, make it seem like we came from somewhere else. But they find evidence all the time that suggests we sprang from here. He pulled out what looked to me like a thick blue and white beaded necklace. All from around his neck, and laid it on the table. It was probably three inches wide and three feet long. I know that the listeners probably will not be able to see this, but this right here is a representation of what is known as a walking belt. Some call it fire belts or whatever, what have you. But they don't call it a walking belt because you can put it down and it'll get up and walk by itself. But they call it a walking belt because it walks through time. This one right here is just a representation. The real ones are massive. They're really big. Now, this is the way we kept our record, our history, our stories, everything that is about us. And this is actually as close to a real one as you guys will ever get. You can't just pick one up and, and start reading it. it. It doesn't work like that. The way it works is every single bead is simply a reminder of a story. Now, the stories that we have, some of them tell us what happened at a certain time. Some stories tell us 
why things are the way they are or how something happened. And uh, some stories teach us, you know, how to conduct ourselves and how we should walk around on this world here. And some stories are a form of punishment. You know, if uh, you've done something out of the ordinary or or something dangerous to yourself or to others, there will be a story that corrects that behavior. The walking belt, the real ones, have everything about us. So if we, let's say that ice bridge theory, if we came across that ice bridge, that's all the way on the other side of the world, would that epic journey not be worth remembering? Plus the place that we came from. Now, if you think about it, there's, I think to date, 537. It might be a little more, might be a little less, but we're going to say 537 different federally recognized indigenous nations. What that term means of indi- uh, federally recognized is when the, uh, the European Americans were coming across the Great Water, they met with these indigenous peoples. They uh, had trade. They had government-to-government dealings. They had uh, warfare with some, well, with most. And anyway, they knew they existed. So they documented all of this stuff. You know, this is who we met today, these people, whatever. We traded this many beads for this many bushels of corn or whatever, you know. So there's documentation of all these indigenous nations that were here at the point of contact. So if we came from another place, we would have that story. Also, too, I have been told, and some of the information that I get is from scientific journals. Um, I I try to uh, read as much as I can because I, I like to know. You can't just tell me that the sky is blue. You're going to have to show me. Well, what the heck is blue? <laughs> so after the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a team of archaeologists and anthropologists that went over there looking for evidence of a mass migration. And what they found was stuff from here, over there on that side. So what that suggests to me is that If there was a mass migration, it came from here to there. How else would the stuff from here get over there? Because whenever a group of people travel, they always leave stuff behind, you know. Like this morning when y'all went and got that sausage and egg biscuit from McDonald's, did you put that wrapper in your pocket and carrying it with you, or did you throw it away? So whenever people go, they leave stuff whether on purpose or by accident. So anyway, how, how do we look at it? Uh, did we come across this, this land bridge or this ice bridge? I don't think we did. Now, in the ocean, there's this seashell called the Quahog shell or Quahog shell. It has a natural occurring hole in it. I don't know if that is for a muscle to help it close itself or if it's a a blood vein of some kind i don't know why that holds there but it's just there so some of the coastal indigenous peoples found it now i don't know how long ago that must have been 
But once they found that hole and then they figured out, you know, after you ate several million of them, you know, hey, there's a hole. Let's, let's see what we can do with it. So then they made a bead. And once they perfected that bead, they began to trade it with other indigenous nations. The beads that we had before this seashell bead were made from clay, made from bone, made from stone, and from wood. But those didn't seem to last. So once we got this seashell bead, those were very hardy. They lasted a good while. So that's when they started using that. I imagine <laughs> the walking belts of today are made from that seashell bead. Now, the English speakers would call it a wampum bead, or I don't, I think that comes maybe from the Wampanoag Nation, where the first Thanksgiving come from, where they landed on Plymouth Rock or whatever. In our language, the bead is called a dela. And I cannot speak much more about the Wampanoag Nation because I don't know their, I don't know them. I don't know their history, don't know anything about them other than their name. And then my guess that Wampum comes from their name. I asked John John where we might find the original walking belts of the Cherokee tribe. I ain't telling. <laughs> For lack of a better comparison, the real one is our Bible. It's our Quran, it's our Torah, you know, it's, it's our holy text. We will finish our conversation with John John next week, where he will share more about the culture and history of the Cherokee people. We will also be addressing the future of the Cherokee and some of the challenges they face in the years ahead. It's a difficult conversation, but one of my favorite interviews of any we've ever done. Don't miss it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.